Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. We got to steal. We talk about reaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to steal right here. This yeah, dude like, should have went on day two. Speed is never a problem until you're going against speed. And I'm glad. Mingo, I think, is great. I'm going to defer to the man when it comes to wide receivers. I so mean, to- means that something's coming. <laughs> no, no, Continue. no. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Listen, don't, don't mess up my studio and, with your back pedal. And, and no, no, no. Right. The chair right. does not have wheels. It's on legs. <laughs> Good to it. Good to it. Let's get down to it. Cut to it. Cut to it. Cut to it. Let's get down to it. Hey, this is a special edition of Cut to It slash PMP uh, with uh, Steve Smith Sr. And I'll let these gentlemen introduce themselves because I don't want to take your shine. You know, they talk about I love to talk. Um, and so I don't want to take away your shine. So go ahead and introduce uh in the Cut Tour family, but also the PMP uh, podcast is doing exceptional great things. I will not say that I steal from you guys, but I do pay attention. Appreciate that. It's Rashad. Y'all know what time it is. One half of PMP in the building. Can't wait to cut to it. This is Dave. One, the other half of PMP. We're about to have a blast today. Go over these draft picks. Talk about how things went. Good, bad, or indifferent. It's going to be a fun time today. Let's do yeah. it. Yes, it is. So um, I said that I'll buy lunch. So hopefully after that we can still break bread. Absolutely. You sure? Oh yeah. Okay. I can't eat that much anyway. Anyway, Steve. I can't eat that much no more anyway, Steve. So oh, it's gonna be easy. No more. Okay. No more. No. No. Nah, nah. Right? Which indicate? Oh, yes. let me tell you something, yeah. bro. Three years ago, three hundred, three fifty. Wow. Yeah. Had weight loss surgery back in twenty twenty during the pandemic. Okay. So. So no, I can't eat as much anymore. So you, I might be an easy lunch for you, bro. Okay. Yeah. You know, you yeah. know what I'm saying. So you, you gotta work, bro. Now him, now he. You know, his mentality. I've been the same big size my whole life. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little bit bigger than what I used to be. Just a little bit. Just yeah. a little bit. I mean, it's not much, but just a little bit. But um, I, I enjoy the. I actually only work out to eat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into it. So the Carolina Panthers, they draft. Had, they only had five draft picks. Well, they had six. Yes. They had six, but they moved up. Yeah. So let's go get into it. The first round pick is Bryce Young. What, did, what does PMP say about getting Bryce Young? The why, the what, the when, the how, and how you guys feel about it as well? Yeah, so I'll kick it off, man. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I was a CJ Stroud guy early into the, the process. Mm-hmm. Um, I think and I, I got a question for you. I'll push this one back to you uh, because I believe his media run uh, that Bryce went on, I think that changed a lot of folks' minds. Uh, well, 
I think so. Okay. I, I'm talking about the nation. I'm not talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking, I'm talking about, about the nation. nation. I'm about teams had they had I'm their evaluation the, yeah, yeah. process done. I'm yeah. talking about the nation from a layman's standpoint, which oh, is yeah. kind of where we we speak from, right? We represent yeah. the nation, we represent the people, and I feel like a lot of people needed that reassurance. I think him going in front of folks and just you know being himself, mm -hmm. I think that really uh, changed a lot of people's mind, and it changed mine. I'm gonna be honest. I was a CJ Stroud guy. The size, all that stuff. You know, you listen to all these things. But then you go back, you cut on the film. Mm -hmm. You look at the film, and I'm not the biggest, I'm gonna be honest, not the biggest, biggest film guy, but I get in there, I do what I can. And uh, yeah, man, athleticism, he's got enough athleticism to get it done. The accuracy at all levels, very good. Anticipation is what I like. I don't think we've had a guy that's, that has the ability to throw with anticipation in a while, like a long time. Yeah, since so, your quarterback. Yeah. Since I have, your quarterback. I have multiple quarterbacks. <laughs> Jake, okay. Since, yeah. your, since Jake probably. So, so yeah, so the anticipation, I think that really, you cut on that film, I think he had one throw to Jamison Williams. I mean, he threw it before, I mean, he was on track to beat yeah. the safety and just hit him in stride. And that, that's what I like to see. That really, really is what kind of changed my mind. So I really like Bryce. And I, I think the biggest thing is obviously the size. We could talk about that. But listen, we have plenty of examples from a Panther Nation perspective that prove that size doesn't mean anything. I, I think size, I think size means something, uh, you know, relative to everything that goes on, right? Yep. But I think sometimes we get so lumped or we get so infatuated yep. with size. We, we look at a guy and we say, oh man, right? Guy's freakishly tall. And, and I said it on, uh, on NFL Network and, and I said it on FNZ and I said it here on Cartuitous. We will talk about a guy's size and stature to discredit him. Yeah. However, we don't talk about if we're going to talk about size, let's talk about size in this totality of health overall. Bryce Young is not huge in size and durability is a question. What about the big dude who, and I said it, what about a big dude who's six foot five, 340 pounds, and who loves to eat? Are we talking about the type two potentially diabetes or him gaining too much weight to be out of shape? Mm -hmm. Where he's not um, able to play at high octane or be able to, he loses his burst, right? Uh, one of the guys that makes me think about that, and you talk about size, and you talk about impact, and you talk about um, sometimes being too heavy or having some habits that may hinder you. Michael Pierce, the D tackle that was drafted by Baltimore, he goes to Minnesota, he, he impacted on Baltimore his first couple of years really well. Started filling themselves, didn't work out, didn't maintain himself. Goes to Minnesota, what does he get? Type 2 diabetes. Yeah. All of a sudden, now he's bigger. Doesn't impact the game. Goes to Minnesota, doesn't have a great, after signing their free agent, I think he lasted two years, didn't go, didn't go well. Then where does he go? Back to Baltimore. Where is he currently right now? I'm not sure. I'm just using these as examples of, we talk about size as a negative, for a receiver or a, a tight end or wire uh, uh, or a quarterback, but weight and height can hinder you too long term as you get older, yeah. right? And so, and I'm only bringing that up to say, let's not just talk about one side of the coin. Let's talk about it on both sides. And the argument may come across like, man, that doesn't make any sense. Hmm. My family has diabetes on both sides, so I'm very aware of weight 
And why? Because on all these contracts, 30 or 40 pages, in there, if you are not in physical shape, they have the right to terminate your contract. Now, I know all your couch potatoes sitting there and got something to say about that, but I'm just telling you, the five NFL contracts that I've signed and negotiated and looked at and still currently have them because I was audited during my career, and they asked me about some things on working out and some trainers, and I said, no, I'm, and, and I said, no, I need to have a trainer, personal trainer. They said, no, you don't. And I showed them, took the excerpt out of my contract and showed it to them, and I said, and you know, I, look, I, I raised in the African-American community. I was raised where they, I was told and raised, you do not mess with one person. Sam. Uncle Sam. Sam. You, don't Sam. you don't fool with that man. Facts. <laughs> and I don't fool with him. So off on a tangent, but I'm just kind of giving a backdrop of understanding there's so many elements to football that they, I've forgotten that they don't come to mind until you need them. And so Bryce Young is a guy, like, like you said, I also think Bryce Young, if he was a different complexion with his father being a counselor, his mother being a, a school teacher, special need, a special needs, a special ed school teacher in the public system. He's only child. Ra raised. They don't want you to pause, D. They don't want you to pause. They don't Steve. want you to be podding right now. Right? That you're talking about if this dude was somebody else, we'd be talking about how awesome he is. Yeah. And the lineage and the the outstanding family he's brought up. And the reason why I'm standing and standing on the table, and this is a nice table uh, that I got. If I'm standing on the table for Bryce Young, it's because this. I have not met, I've met CJ, but I haven't accidentally run into Bryce like I have. I ran into Bryce at the Super Bowl. Obviously, I didn't run into him, but I was at his pro day. But one of the cool things is after the pro day, we ran into each other, heading back to our respectful places of business. He went back to L.A. to continue to throw. And then I obviously went back to Charlotte here. And I ran into him and he was like, hey, you know, hey, Mr. Hey, Mr. Smith, it's, it's great to see you. Appreciate you coming to my pro day. First of all, why are you thanking me? <laughs> right. Yeah. And he was going back. The same day in the same airport with all the other scouts, he's going back to go get back to work. Yep. And so I just, I ran into Bryce. And every time I've run into him, I've walked away with another note of why this young man will be an outstanding quarterback. I can't speak for CJ because I haven't run into CJ. I have heard things about CJ, but I'm not in the business of snitching. I'm not in the business of trying to tear a guy down. People say, well, you've, you've shared about what you don't like. I have to do the good and the bad on them, obviously evaluating receivers. But I'm not going to say, hey, man, you know, last couple of years, this guy had this many drops. This, I'm, I don't want to get into that. I've, I've done that enough in my career and my TV that sometimes now I'm like, man, I, I just want to talk about what I like about a guy, what he needs to work on, and give him the opportunity to prove us right or wrong in the position he was drafted and then move on. 
I think for me, when we talk about the debate of Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or even Anthony Richardson, I always go back to the coaching staff. I have to trust that the coaching staff is going to do the right thing mm-hmm. from the standpoint of they know what's going to be the best fit for what they want to do. Yeah. So when you when we when Rashad was talking about Panther Nation, how they felt about BJ, I mean Bryce versus yeah. CJ versus Richardson, I always came down to what does the coaching staff think is going to be the best fit for what they want to do. And if mm-hmm. they think Bryce Young is the best fit, I'm rolling. That's yeah. how I feel about it. Because we always just had the truthers about, all right, it's got to be CJ because of this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, it's all about the fit for the organization. It's yeah. all about the fit for the team. Because and, the style, and the style of offense. And the style of offense. So I know we're talking glowing things about Bryce. But what are some things that you think Bryce doesn't do very well? Do you think he has enough arm talent? you think his arm is big enough? It doesn't really matter if his arm is big enough if you don't have anticipation. If you are late to the party, then you're just fashionably late. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that works great in a fashion show. That works great in the red carpet. That, don't, that doesn't work great in ball, right? That doesn't work great. You can't, right? You can't play three solid quarters but play like dog crap in the first quarter because now you put yourself behind the eight ball and against a really good team, you struggle. The things that I see that Bryce needs to work on, one, he's not really, like when you compare to him to, compare Bryce Young to Anthony Richardson, athleticism, they're not comparable. Bryce Young is not running, you know, the same way that Anthony Richardson is. And Anthony Richardson, does not move the ball around in offense the same way. So they're two, they're two different fruit. They're not bad fruit. They're, they're actually, I think they're, they're not even fruit that are eatable right now. They're still developing and still ripening. This whole draft class that I'm looking at for the Carolina Panthers, including the free agent, the undrafted free agents or preferred free agents or camp bodies that they have. I can't give a grade to this draft right now. You know what this draft is? This is a three to five year draft to be able to know not if they're how good they are. Where do they line up against other guys? I think this is a potential Pro Bowl type of group of guys. All pro. Um you know, second team, Pro Bowl alternate. And I'll get into it, but one of the reasons why, the the third pick, DJ Johnson. What I like about this pick is it's a developmental pick. It's a project pick. But it's a hybrid according to what the team is doing. Do we want to go to DJ? You want to go to DJ? Go ahead, because you rolled your eyes. I did. I did. I did. I did. I was going to let you finish. But D, so DJ, man, so I'm cool with the pick. And I, so I'm glad you're cool with the I'm pick. I'm cool with the yeah. pick. I'm cool with the pick. <laughs> cool. I'm cool with the pick. After, we can all sleep at night After now. sleeping on it. After yeah. sleeping on it, right? right. Because I, I do, I like what you said, because Evero is going to get his guy. They, they both had conviction about, 
DJ Johnson. He they obviously picked him because they feel like he fits the system. Yep. Now, what system? What a three four? No, I'm 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 just asking. What system are they fitting? We don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, as the public, we don't know. No, it's 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 there. No, nah, it's the it's the three four. It's Thank a three you. four. It's a three four. See, this well, is why, yeah. This is why we need to have it. This is why because sometimes we'll say, "Oh, this is a bogus pick," but I'm t- I'm saying you have to understand right. like every team is picking based on their DNA. Right. Yes, right. This is a three four. So what Correct. is the premise of three four, and what are the teams in the National Football? In the National Football League 2023, heading into 2024, what are they running? So I'm, I'm just throwing it up yeah. there. You know, so it's, and I, I agree with you. And I think he, he has some, he's athletic, right? Ran a 4 4, 260. He, he has some good stuff on film, especially when it comes to setting the edge. Like he does a great job, got yes. real at the point of impact. He's really, really good. Mm-hmm. But, but I think what a lot of people and what Panther Nation don't agree with is a trade up. I feel like they got caught slipping. I feel like, they panicked a little bit. Who? It was a, the Panthers. I feel like we panicked a little bit. It was a lot of edge rushers coming off. Mm-hmm. A lot of them coming yes. off. And I felt like they were like, they did ah, it. we got to go it. We gotta go up and we got to get somebody. And I feel like... They did it to go get the guy before the guy went. They wanted to make sure they got DJ. Yes. Because they wanted to make sure they get somebody that was going to fit within their system. And I can't knock them for that. Yes. So, I, so I, here's, what I, I, here's what I agree with you on that. This is why I said that. There are teams... I use this analogy a lot, especially in this time, is, man, you got to be careful grocery shopping after a two-hour workout yeah. because you shop with your stomach, sometimes not with your bank account, <laughs> right? It's true. That's true. Right? You go in there, man, you're like, man, I don't even eat that, but it look good today, <laughs> right? Yeah. They, the teams have guys that they like or that are, out, let me rephrase that, on their board. Yes. So they have their, their board of, Top 100 or top 50 or top top five, you know, top seven receivers, top 70. And as those go, guys go, and so hypothetically, because I was in L.A., was not in the draft room. You sure? I'm positive. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. And so if a guy goes, then the next, you, you got to yeah. go up. So the, you know, you're saying they reached, but what about the guy that was below DJ? You don't know who that was, and where that guy would have been because you look at the fourth pick. If we don't get our fourth pick, which is the guard from NC State who played with Icky. Icky how does that look? Because we know solidifying, and here's what I've learned, solidifying with a quarterback, you're supposed to get, a, you know, tackles, but you know what makes a quarterback more comfortable? You Do you know what areas makes the quarterback allow him to be able to anticipate, have a clean pocket, and keep his eyes looking down the field and not looking at the rush? The middle. Yeah. Center and guard play is more important than tackle play. Because you can have great outstanding tackles and crappy guards or a bad center and your quarterback is uncomfortable and he starts to create bad habits at a young age. 
Yeah, no, no, no quarterback wants that pressure up the front. Nobody no, wants nobody the quarterback. Wants nobody wants pressure up the middle. And the lack of quarterback protection in Chicago stunted Justin Fields' growth early on. He Absolutely. looked. He he didn't look like the guy he looked at the end of the year compared to in the first. First, I mean, I I did a Thursday night. It was Commanders versus Chicago. That game was terrible. Bad playing quarterback. Which which is why I like Bright, getting Bryce Young now. And because and going back to our size, uh, you know, commentary, I feel like if you get a six foot five, 250 pound quarterback, you're not gonna be willing to protect them because oh my quarterback can handle that. We saw that with Cam. Yeah. And so I feel like now they did it the right way, which is what I've I've been pounding the table for years for us to fix the offensive line. And I feel like now we got the offensive line in place. Drop Bryce in, and he's protected, which is the right way to do best, it. And I feel like is, we did that the right way. This is the best offensive line that we've had in a long time. Absolutely. In a long and, time. And they added depth as yes. well, right? Yes. But going back to DJ, he's a hybrid player. Yep. Yep. Who sets the edge. Yep. Think about it. Outside of Brian Burns, are, are you really – let's look at the depth chart on the defense – so they got uh, Deshaun Williams from 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 Denver, yep. Edge, nose tackle, and D tackle, and then linebacker rushing in. Gross models, Yitor. Yitor is a guy who. He is the same type of hybrid player, but he doesn't have as much in the caboose. Nope. And he's also a spe- he he's one of the guys who he was a rotational player yep. who by process of, elim- of elimination had some flashes. But because you are a utility player doesn't mean you'll automatically have the same impact because you're coming in on third down and passing down and you are a rush specialist who's still developing and does not impact so you don't go from, yeah, you're playing 15 snaps a game to all of a sudden now you're going to impact the game. And he didn't impact the game the way they hoped. Yeah. You know the guy that I think is going to have a shot to, to end up starting? Haynes. Haynes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, so with Yitor, I think yeah, you're right. Yitor, I think he's in trouble. Yeah. I think with the – with the uh, the scheme change going from four, uh, from three four or from four, four three, three to three four, four, I think that you know he's a traditional defensive end in a four three. That's why I think he fits best, just due to his size, his frame. Now we're talking about him trying in college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, in college. But he was he was dominant in college though. Yeah, he he was that's great. College. That's that's what's so frustrating about you tour is that it's, he was so good in college. It's man. not frustrating. Here's what it is: is not everybody translates. Yeah. Not everybody translates to success in college to the pro. And not and some guys who, you know, because it all matters about coaching. Yep. Right? You can have outstanding coaches in college and not have a great coach in the NFL or have a okay coach in college. And then all of a sudden, it's your profession and you're working on your craft every single day. And now you're getting information and you get to watch other players. And you're like, oh. Well, we can be clear. Why GM didn't exactly have a great coach in the NFL? Well, that's right. So, 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 <laughs> DJ, I like him because one, 
he hit some things that we're looking at in the, in, in the scouting department in burst, yep. yeah. hands, fit, yep. explosiveness. Does he catch and hold the edge? And why is this important? Why 3-4 three, four, three, four is changing and being more prevalent in the NFL because why? I think it's athleticism. You get your athletes out there. That is the other part. And because now on most first downs, it's passing. Yes. Yep. You're not, you're, they're not running a football. There's only a few teams that are running the old 1980, 1990, 1970, uh, uh, um, late 2000, early 2000s of running the ball on first and second, throwing it on third. Let's, let's keep it manageable and throw it. Now teams are running it or throwing it on what? First, second, third, shoot, yeah. sometimes fourth down right. too. Yep. yep. Right? You're going fourth and short, and teams are in spread offense. Yeah. That's not normal. So you're getting a lot of hybrid players, guys that are utility, that can do a lot of different things. So you're not out leveraged, out schemed. So you got to have guys who are heavy in the weight department, but also agile enough that can slide and, and, and have uh, what uh, one I heard a coach say one time is, uh, man, you gotta, I, need, I need that dancing bear. And, give, yeah. it, and yeah. give an example of a dancing bear is old Travell Wharton. Travell oh, Wharton played Travel. tackle out of college. We had him at tackle. But he has such good feet, where did they move him? To guard. So, you know, being able to have guys that can switch it up and change, I believe is extremely important. So I, I think, and this is what, I think they got what they want. I think they got a power edge guy, yes. right? That's exactly what they, and, and I he's think, a project. And I, he I is a project. I don't think there were many of them in this draft, which is, you know, probably why they went up to reach it. So, so be it. But here's the downside to that, in my opinion, right? So first of all, you made the trade. Okay. You trade up to get him. This guy is already 24, 25 years old. Gotcha. We're talking about Yitor, who's been in the league four years and didn't quite develop the way we expect him to. Four years in the game, he's going to be 29 years old, you know, approaching second contract. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I have concerns about that and I have concerns about the lack of production. In you were in college for five, six years. Where's the production? I think he had, what, uh, nine sacks mm -hmm. over four seasons in, in Oregon? Again, I, I will put all faith in Evero and Capers to get the best out of them. That's yeah. what they wanted. So be it. I'm with it. I'm rolling because they have not given me any reason to not have faith in that. So I'm rolling. Well, I, I like the move in regards of if you have a player or two that you can use. That's the old Bill Belichick thought. Mm -hmm. Grab a player that can give me two or three impact plays in a game, and that's the difference. Yep. In winning a game. So that instead of being seven or eight games, now all of a sudden you had this kind of player who has an impact, three or four plays, a, a strip or impact, impact sack or 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 a um or a havoc play that stops the team from getting the first down. All of a sudden it adds two one or two wins, and you do that here and there, all of a sudden, the seven wins that you had last year, and now all of a sudden, you get three or four wins by getting these plug-and-play players, and that's the difference between making a playoffs and not making a playoffs. That's true. That's true. Right? 
And so that, that's, that's why just breaking that down and looking at all these draft picks are extremely important. I like the fifth round draft pick with oh Jimmy Robinson. Oh, man. That's man, a guy. He's a, that's hybrid, a man. he's a hybrid guy. He dropped in the draft a little bit because he doesn't have that top end speed. But, man, he's active. He can tackle. Oh, my God. Ta- led tackles two straight years. Love that pick. Right? Love Gotta, that pick. Look, so I looked at him active, lines up at safety, nickel outside, has shown multiple times of inserting himself in a run game. Oh, yeah. Yes. Right? You know who he reminds me of, my comp? For it, for this current team, after we saw it, and I was kind of thinking, I was like, who who's it remind me of? Charles Godfrey. Mm. Woo! <laughs> right? Charles has his things that he need to improve on, right? But Charles was a damn good player. Loved Charles. And he would come up and show you why he belonged. I think it was a third-round pick. He was yep. outstanding player, playmaker. He reminds me of Godfrey. Grabby, handsy, physical, got that dog in him. I was just about to say, he may not have went to Georgia, but he got some dog in him. Yeah, so, and then the senior bowl practice, he the one thing that I saw that he he did, he lined up against, uh, I think, Rasheed Rice. And Rasheed Rice made some catches, but he, when those two guys were battling one-on-one, Rasheed Rice had no easy catch. He had to work for every single catch. And I'm telling you, as a fellow wide receiver, if I have to constantly be on point, that means because of the corner, what he's presenting, that means my quarterback has to be perfect, on time. The ball needs to be in my catch radius, not his catch radius. If I'm running a quick out, do not throw that ball late <laughs> or behind me because Jim Robinson seems like the guy, man, kind of like what? Dante Jackson is what J.C. Horn is. When the ball is not on point, our defense, our defensive players will make you pay. Yeah, he, he's a he's absolute dog. I think he reminds me from an attitude perspective of C.G.J. Uh, Chauncey Garner Johnson. Oh, okay. I think okay. He, he, yeah, he I was gets. Like, yeah, he gets, he gets, And I think <laughs> I, and I, I think I think a lot of Panthers fans were upset a couple of years ago when we, when we didn't get him. I think C.G.J. went in the fourth round. We didn't pick him up. I think this pick is going to make a lot of people forget about that. He's a hard-hitting safety. Yep. Uh, he's got. I think he's got a really high ceiling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he uh, he missed only 7.3% of his tackles that he attempted across four years of college. He's a sure tackler. Um, outstanding against the run. He's willing to come up. Mm-hmm. And he hit, bro, he hits so hard. I'm a he sh- he shoots his shoulder. Uh, yes. Yeah, he yes. does. Yes, yes he, he shoots his shoulder. And, he does. and, and that's, remi- that's when I saw that, it reminds me of Godfrey. He's going to shoot his shoulder. He's gonna try to. He's gonna try to knock the ball. He's gonna try to draw the ball loose. I think the difference between Godfrey and 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 Robinson is Robinson has a little bit more flexibility out in coverage yes. to play multiple positions. And he'll play special teams. Yeah, he, he has to. Let's. He has to. Yeah, he he has brings to. these other guys. Also Johnson too. These guys bring special team value. Special team value is extremely important, especially when we're talking about the back end. You got your 11 on offense, 11 on defense that starters. But the guys who are not starters, can they run? And so having that third phase that can assist and win in a football game is important to be able to do. Because if you don't, and those are games that can cost you playoffs, that can cost you uh, opportunities, that can get... I can get people fired. 
Yeah, and it's funny you say that because he came out and said all of that in his post or his yeah. post his press conference. By far my favorite he, one. Yeah, he came out and said, you know, because somebody asked him about the importance of special teams, and he's all he's already I'm in like whatever yeah. I have to. I'm a team guy. Uh, he man, I, I just like he's one of my favorite picks in this his entire draft. I, Ooh, I know yes. we got him late, um, and I think we got him. We got a steal. We talk about reaching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got a steal right here. This yeah, dude like, should have went on day two. And that's the no, thing for me. I, he did. He he couldn't. He couldn't have because. The guys that went ahead of him, vertical, vertical jumps, yeah. short, short shuttles, um, body of work was slightly better. And here's the other part. Speed. Yeah. He's not the, fast, yeah. He's He's not not the fastest. And and speed is not a problem until you're going against speed. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Let me say that one more time. <laughs> speed is never a problem until you're going against speed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you are trying to cover Zay hmm, Flowers, got a little speed, little tank Dale. I'm calling little tank because he's a little tank. Speed. There's so many receivers in this draft and receivers. Our, who do we play next year? The Miami Dolphins. Yeah. What do Miami Dolphins have? All Tyree. speed. Oh, nothing but speed. Tyree okay, Hill. thank you. Yeah. Waddle. <laughs> all speed. So if you so you got to you you can't sell out for all speed, but you can't sell out for all muscle either. So you got to have a, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yep. Right. You got you. You know if you can, that's why minivans are so well, man. And so, some of them get up. But some of them got some space too. Yeah. I'm just not in the I'm just not in the shopping market for a minivan. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I really like him. I, I think again, I think it was a steal. Uh, I think he's the, the thing I think where, where he's gonna be successful is he can play all over, right? Yes, we talked about yes. his flexibility. He played in the box. I think he had he had what like a thousand some some odd snaps and he played all over, over in field. college. All, all over. over. I mean, and I'll mention this too. Uh, he was the uh, first F uh, first FSU player uh, to earn first team All Conference honors in consecutive years mm -hmm. since Jalen Ramsey. I'm not right. saying he's gonna be Jalen Ramsey. No, but not he has the that. ability to be flexible and yeah. impact the game. This is a guy who. This is where your draft status and what you bring to the table. This is why people get so excited. This is why sometimes, and we talked. I've talked about on my podcast about. You know, the business of anything is you buy it, you buy the product at the what? Lowest possible price. The only person who pays double and triple over is the consumer. When you're drafting, you're not the consumer. And there, there was so much stuff going on in the draft, guys were slipping. Yeah. And God, and that's gonna happen each and every year because teams say one thing and say another, and that sets you up for you were upset after day one. Yeah, press conference because why? D so David Tepper went <laughs> on record saying we're not gonna invest, and when, when I say invest, I meant the way I heard it was draft capital or from a financial standpoint in the wide receiver position. Mm -hmm. That's what I heard, and so that made you what? I was I was mad. Why? Because you have to support Bryce Young. Okay. You have to support him at all. I don't care what it is. So, that was the best smoke screen I've ever seen Devin Tepper do in my life, man. So what does that show you then? 
What? What What did he show you? Oh, he's pr- yeah. He uh, he, he knows he, how to smoke screen. Yeah, man. he smokes. Cross yeah, he, he got me. He got me. He got me. He got me. Oh man, he was heated. I tweeted too. Everybody was heated. Smacking his lips. And look, I was having fun with it. First, first thing you said is, I. My PSL's gone. I'm done. Huh. Yeah. Huh. No, I didn't say that. I didn't you go didn't that far. That. I didn't that. go that far. I do have people, PSL. I didn't go that far. Some people were, huh? Some people no, probably were. Let me tell you something. When oh I when God. when he said that, I said, look, I was, man, upset, I was just having though. fun. I was like, look, man, ain't going to be no wide receiver taking the day. Don't worry about it, guys. Just have a blast. Then then it happened. And I said, oh. Well, un- unbeknownst to me, I didn't know he said that because I was too busy <laughs> talking to folks <laughs> when they asking me about wide receivers. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, but again, I, I'm glad that they did that. I, I think it's so important to take a guy like, like Mingo too. I think because he doesn't have to come in and be like the guy day one. He can develop behind the, the Thielen and all the other guys we have. I did have some concern, some concern long term about a wide receiver position because we have Thielen, right? Mm-hmm. We have Chark, who has yet to play a full season yet. Yeah. So we concerns about his injury history. Um, you've got Bird, you've got uh, Shy Smith, TMJ. Like all these guys are on this uh, short term deal, so I was like, man, we, yo, Chenault, you got Chenault too, and I'm like, yo, and he's contract year, right? So I'm thinking, man, we gotta get somebody that's gonna be around for the long term and somebody that can develop with Bryce Young. That's why I was so passionate about we gotta get a wide receiver, mm-hmm. and I'm glad Mingo. I think it, it's great. I'm a, I'm gonna defer to the man when it comes to wide receivers. But I, I think it was a great thing. One thing I will say, I think he might have the highest upside in this draft class. From I like him. Point, man. Why? What do you like about him? I just think with his size, the speed, the ability, and he does something you like to do too, man. Block. He likes to block. Yes. yes he does. Yes. <laughs> he likes to block. And I think that's one of the most underrated things to look at, especially with Wright. We talk about getting an offensive guy. I've been pounding the table for an offensive coach. But when you think offensive coach, you're thinking throwing the ball. But Reich likes to run the football. football, And so I think having Mingo here, a willing blocker, a dude that's 220 and can bang, I like. I like it. I think it's great. And he comes from a great lineage. Ole Miss, uh, DK, uh, AJ Brown, all these guys, man. And I think if they had better quarterback play, I think a lot of these guys, they would put up better numbers. (laughs) Better numbers. Better well, well, numbers. Cor- Cor- Corral did well with him. You know, Corral did well with him. He did well with him. Cor- the thing when I look at Corral, even last year, and I go back because I had to look at his film from last year because it's he was throwing to he was throwing to Mingo. So I like to look at the year the the players coming out, and then the, the year before to see what areas they need to improve on and have they improved on, and then also what new habits have they created each year because when you're playing new players you're playing different schemes new coordinators new offense new quarterback you have some good and bad habits that you need to break and create within yourself based off also within the system and within the players and defenders that you're going against in practice so i always that's why i always like to look at that and one of the examples that i have for that is Juju Smith-Schuster and Sam Darnold were Juju. Well, first of all, Juju was a corner coming out of college. He was in the same room with um, Adoree Jackson and realized this is a crowded receiver of DB room. You know, I think I may switch. So he switched to wide receiver. But what's crazy is Juju's, I believe his sophomore year was so much better than his junior year. And Sam was better as well. And so that's what I love to see. So, you know, watching 
Mingo, Mingo is a strong, my comp is Eric Moe, right? Because Eric is a stronger, and Eric was sneaky fast. Mingo's not sneaky, sneaky fast, but Mingo has, I think he only has really three gears. But I also refer to him as a cross-country runner because he gets in those three gears as fast as he possibly can, and he goes for a long time. And so you, he knows who he is. I love knowing and evaluating a player that it knows exactly who he is. He's not trying to, you know, you get a big guy trying to play small ball or you get a small player trying to play big ball. And sometimes that can get you in trouble. Mingo knows exactly who he is. He doesn't play big ball, small ball. He plays Mingo ball. And that's what I love about watching him, evaluating him. And I believe as other people start evaluating him, he started to rise as well because it was like, he he's not going to wow you. But then all of a sudden you see the consistency and that wows you because consistency in a college is really hard. The emotional and evaluational roller coaster in college athletes is crazy, bro. Because a guy look good one week, I look bad the next. Yeah, so I, yeah. I have a question. Okay. Um, regarding his play style or whose play style? Mingo. Okay. Versus DJ, right? Because mm, I think DJ more. more. Sorry. Okay. So because we do, got DJ's uh, chart right, now, so yeah, I don't, yeah. my bad. <laughs> my, that was my fault. Okay. <laughs> we got DJ Johnson. We got all these, got all these <laughs> DJs. We got all the DJs. My bad. My bad. <laughs> so DJ Moore, how does how does Mingo fit? Or does he do some of the similar things that mm. that uh, that D, DJ Moore used to do? So the one thing that I, I I've talked to DJ, so I've I've shared this with him. So I'm not sharing anything I haven't shared with him. Um, I have a great relationship with DJ. Me and him talk um, a lot, right during the season. All not season. too much. Don't give him too much sauce. Now. No, 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 no. I'm saying no, <laughs> but I'm saying just talk because just just overall, just yep. as 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 wide receivers, right? Because when I was when I was playing, I always, like one of the biggest conversations I ever had, I talked to Marvin Harrison. And he gave me like a little bit of information. Man, that thing, I just just ate it up and saw Marvin at at, at uh, Ohio State's Pro Day because his son is playing there, yeah. you know. And man, it was like, that's my guy. And so I always believe and try to do the same that other guys did for me. DJ Moore, in his best statistical years, the one thing that I've shared with him and I'll share is his lack of run after catch. It's not as prevalent as I would like for the type of player he is and I know he can be. My And one of the biggest issues that I believe young college players are having in the transition in pros, from college to pros, is these young players are catching 12 passes a game with 22 targets. Can you get the same amount of production with half the targets and half the catches? So you're getting 22 targets for 12 catches for 
179 yards. So like Zay Jones. Remember Zay Jones? I do. Yep. At ECU? Yep. And people were talking about Zay Jones. And my 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 problem with statistically with Zay Jones was, man, I watched one game and he had, I think like, thir- I'm exaggerating, I think, but by 30 or something, 20, 20, almost 30 targets. He had 22 catches. Okay. For 179 yards. Let me repeat that. Yeah. 22 catches for 179 yards. Yeah. I have to, I, and I'm not bragging, but I'm saying if we give Justin Jefferson 22 catches, what, what kind of work is he doing? About 400 yards. You got to have 400. <laughs> okay. Larry Fitzgerald? About 400. About 400. Anquan Bolden? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> you probably okay. going to have about 400 too. Myself. Oh, but you'll probably have about, about five because you'll probably break a couple. Money. But you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You got 22 catches, yeah. only 179 yards. Under 10 yards a catch. Bro, it's not it, – what did you say? It was under, it's under 10. Under Bro, it was significantly less. Under it eight. was like – and then when I look, some of the catches were screens one, one or two steps and then jumped out of bounds. Oh. So for me in that evaluation process, I go, hmm. So when I look at DJ – at Maryland, they fed him a lot. But can he have the same amount of production with six catches, five catches? And I'm not going to answer the question. I'm just throwing it out there in the evaluation process. That's what we say is they're going, hey, Steve, what do you think he can do? I'm like, man, I, I want to know, can he get started early or does he need to get going? Because the NFL is you, you they're not gonna set it up. You're not a running back. You're not gonna get the, hey, you get stronger as the game goes on. We're not gonna give you those 22 targets. That just is unrealistic on a consistent basis. Right. And so with DJ, when I was watching and evaluating him in his in his great year, in his best statistical year, top 10 statistical year, I believe he was ranked 54th in Yak. This is the same in that year where Devontae Adams was leading in yak. And we know Devontae Adams is not outrunning Justin Jefferson. He's not outrunning some of the guys, but Devontae Adams has that dog in him. He also has that desire to not go down easily. And so there's times where DJ at times caught the ball and went down. And I wanted to see that explosiveness that he does have and is in there for some reason just doesn't come out on a consistent basis. And what camera do I look into? No, no, no. Hey, wh- Which one? That one right? No, don't you hey, have to that, that That ain't me. I didn't say that, DJ. D- All right, just to be clear. No, no. That, well, no, I thought you were going to look at nah, me. That ain't me. No, I thought you were going to look at me. What DJ, DJ threw, threw, threw some shots at us at, uh, well, at him because of me. <laughs> <laughs> so during the season, I, so I, I do fantasy football too. So during the season, we uh, I started looking at the numbers. And, and so I, hold on, don't tell me you tweeted because you got mad. No, I don't tweet. Okay. I don't tweet. I don't tweet. I do not tweet NFL players. Get him, Steve. When it comes to that, I don't do that. Okay. But when I talk but about what, what do you do then? Well, I mean, when we talk about I mean t- means that something's coming. <laughs> no, no, Continue. no, yeah, absolutely. It Listen, is. don't don't mess up my studio and with your backpedal and, and no, 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 no. <laughs> the chair right. does not have wheels; it's on legs. Because <laughs> you keep moving it. No, 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 no. So, 
So what happened? So well, what happened was what, what, happened, what, was. what happened was. <laughs> so basically, we you know. I'm no, a, you, not you, we. You, I, no, I took the stray. I, what he you took did. the stray. Oh, oh yeah. he took the stray during training camp. And I was going to go to training camp this year and apologize and talk to him. But, you know, we got traded. Things happened. So basically what happened, we went through the, you know, going through fantasy every week. I go, I do a fantasy show. And we talked about his numbers. And basically, basically it was based on the drops. And people thought that I was slandering DJ. But when you do it and compare the target share that he got versus top five wide receivers, he was top five in targets. But when you talk about the catch ratio mm-hmm. and you talk about fantasy numbers, he was down in the top 20. But see, here's my problem with the fantasy numbers and the ratio you're referring to. It doesn't always line up. No, it doesn't. With the state of the team. Absolutely. That's what I said. Right? I you're like, like you're looking, you, like I've had people say, oh, man, your numbers are down. First of all, the coach is not going, hey, well, does PNP really, are we messing up their fantasy team? Oh, we are? Okay. Well, nah. we got to throw the ball to DJ. Like, they're not doing that. No, I, I, and I know that. And I know you know that. Yeah, I know that. But, but sometimes people in the fantasy state and talk from their impact on their fantasy team. Like, that individual player is sitting on the sideline going, PNP? Oh, so Dave's fantasy? Man, bump that dude. I'm not catching today because I want I don't want him to eat today. I think Bill Belichick does that all the time. He be trolling cats. I know he does. He has to be because the way he handles the running backs. <laughs> but I I know that man. All jokes aside, I yeah. know that. But I think I think for a lot of folks, there'll be some games where DJ would have his moments where he plays really well and he doesn't. But I think it's based on target share. It's also based on the quarterback that he has. The quarterback. There's so play, many the factors. Offense. There's so many factors. But I think when I put the numbers up, everybody thought I was slandering DJ, and I'm like. I love DJ. Yeah, so what happened was at training camp, we're standing at the fence. And, well, uh, you're standing D- at the fence. I'm standing at the fence. And DJ, you <laughs> and know. And you got on a PNP. I don't have on PNP, but okay. I got on a headband. I think oh. the headband kind of gives yeah. it away. And he kind of recognized. He said, hey, you one of them dudes that be talking on uh, on, on YouTube. And I was like, man, not me. Not me. It's, it's him. So <laughs> yeah. I took the stray. Yeah. But they, you know, we got to go down together. So it, yeah. it is what it is. But I don't play fantasy football. Yeah. So He's retired. I'm retired. I don't. Retired. That's why I don't play fantasy. It gives you a deluded view of what, what you're supposed to be looking Fantasy at. football is good for, because fantasy football has expanded our game because people that don't necessarily watch or have the NFL ticket, it keeps them engaged, yeah. right? I also look at, I don't look at fantasy football, I look at stats to be able to tell me, like really what happened in the game, the why, the what, the when, yeah. the where, because you can know what's going on based on how many plays they uh, the team has gone, how many uh, how many plays the defensive has has played, how many first downs, how many third downs, percentage blitzing, all that stuff. So I, I do love the s- stats because it does at times tell you how and wo- where and why the game went and and trended towards yeah. towards that. This is Bandit. He founded Underdog Fantasy so that humans who really love sports could play with their friends and win some big prizes. Tell your human to go to underdogfantasy.com today. So, so going back to Mingo, yeah. do, uh, how, do you, how does he fit with, uh, do you think he replaces DJ? Does, do, does he do similar things? Like how did... So I look at, so I look at Mingo, um, and he's a guy, right? When I look at look at their 
their their def their offense, right? So I'm looking at their offense. You got Marshall. Okay. Chart. And then Adam Thielen. So I believe Marshall is going to play primarily Z. Chark is going to play X. Mm -hmm. Adam is going to play Z, but he's going to slide into the into the uh, into the slot, okay, and let him do his work. You know what's interesting is you got Chenault at he's going to be at um, he's going to be at Z because he's a guy that moves around. And then you got Bird, who's playing X, but he's going to be a guy who he's a backup. So he's going to be a guy that has to know every position. And then you got Shy, who's in a slot. So what I, I see is, right, and I got to go to my list. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at the depth chart, man. I'm like, man, I think Mingo's going to get a lot of playing time, which is going to be great. Absolutely. He's going to be a he's guy. Be a I, here's, here's what I say. He's going to be a guy. You're going to really see who he is by the third by his third year. So right now, I would say you got Marshall, Chart, Thielen. Yep. Chenault. Mingo. Shy Smith. Yep. And Burke. You think we keep it? I think we're going to keep that. I'm, I'm okay. talking gotcha. about, gotcha. I'm gotcha. talking about the order, order. The order yeah. of how the guys are. Yeah. I believe Marshall currently right now on this roster is the most complete wide receiver. Wow. On I, our team. I think I agree with you. <laughs> the problem with Marshall is, you know, one, he's had so many injuries, and those injuries have slowed him down to be able to really get the hang of the National Football League. Then you add now he's learning a second system. So it's going to take him a little bit of time, and I believe that he's working on that. He's a big guy. He's shown flashes that his catch radius – is from here to here to, to Spartanburg, South Carolina. So he has the ability to catch anything. He's 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 not sneaky fast, but he will get past you, and he also has a physicality as well. You got Thielen, who's going to teach some guys some 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 stuff. Thielen is a craftsman. He knows exactly what he's doing. DJ is going to play X, and he's a guy who he's used to being on the ball. He doesn't need a lot of motion. He can attack your leverage. He knows how to get in and out of his breaks. He just has to clean up some things based on what he experienced, uh, I think, in Jacksonville and then in Detroit and now Baltimore. So, you you know, every offense is going to be different. Yeah. So, so you have that. And so I, I that's what I have them listed as off the depth chart. Now their abilities will move them up or down based on what they prove and show between today after the draft and heading heading into opening week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited for uh, Terrace Marshall. I, I agree with a lot of what you said. I think he uh, the injuries kind of derailed him, and mm -hmm. then you saw you saw once that other guy was let go, and we got you know Wilson here. His production went up. I mean, yes, Im immediately. And so um, I, I I love TMJ. I think he's going to be. A, um, I'm excited to see him. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, with Mingo, um, I, man, I, I think this guy, like you're saying, year three, year two, I think he's gonna be he's gonna be great, man. I, I think th I think three, year okay. three, because the first year he's just gonna be learning, playing sparingly. Second year he's gonna get a little bit more comfortable, and then the third year he's gonna it, it's gonna all come together. Like it's gonna probably all come together in second second yeah. year, 
But then the third year is going to be like, I got it. So how? Do, so one question I have is, how do you think he, as big as he is, do you think he, like, because we didn't see him play against press too much in college. Like, how do, how do you think he can handle that? Is he going to be able to use his body? Because uh, he's a big dude, and sometimes you wish he would, you know what I mean, he would, like, kind of use that body against some of the smaller corners. I, I didn't see that, especially... And it, maybe it's just due to lack of snaps at playing against press, but you think you handle that in, in uh, NFL? I think he'll be fine gotcha. with that. And if he is struggling with it today, that's something that he'll just have to work on that's to coaching. move forward and to, to improve. He has one of the best uh, aggressive. Sean, Sean Jefferson, the receivers coach, is one of the best. He's an old school guy. He takes no nonsense. He doesn't like repeating himself. And he's not going to just teach the play. He's going to teach the concept, but then also how each individual guy can be in that offense. Like Mingo, know, we know what he is. Now you give Sean him, and he will learn and teach him how to add, yeah. right? DJ, uh, uh, Mingo has buzzsaw, jackhammer. And then just a good old-fashioned hitch. He got that hitch on his wagon. He's just going to pull. You know, he's a he's a Tonka truck. He's just going to pull. Mm-hmm. Man, Sean's going to teach him, man, you need to put a little flathead uh, eyeglass screwdriver in there. Then also, um, you know, put in a wood, get you, get you some uh, wood chip bits to be able to drill a hole in some wood, some drywall, put up some studs, hang a, hang a, uh, hang a, a pitcher, just teaching him how to add some different tools in his tool belt. And that's where the, that, that development, and that's where he'll start to piece it together and figure it out himself. And, and then also learn how does his body style fit this team and also fit in this league and also fit against different types of corners. Yeah. Against a smaller corner, I can big boy him. Against a, say like a Xavier, um, talking about the Miami Dolphins, Xavier Howard. Yeah. This is a guy who is finesse. He's not super fast, but he's quick and savvy. So he's going to have to learn how to finesse and get through Howard, but then also figure out how do I press and get in the hips of Jalen Ramsey, but also shed and use my body because Jalen Ramsey has length. So all the different types of just using – the Miami Dolphins as an example of the type of players and different kind of defenses that you're going to be playing against. Yeah. So, um, let's talk about. Here's the thing I love about the about the Carolina Panthers and their draft. What I think they did a really good job. So they need a quarterback, edge, wide receiver, linebacker. They hit all of those. Yep. They got every single one. But also, they did a really good job in the lack of draft picks. They were able to implement and add some guys through free agency that were in the top 100 but failed. So some of the guys that I really kind of was like, hmm, Uh, Ray John Wright from Oregon State, being a Utah guy, saw this guy a lot. Nico Bolton from Kent State, another hybrid player. I like him a lot. Those two guys, and then Mark Milton from Baylor, I put him down as more of a project guy because he excelled in zone coverage. He wasn't the best cover corner on that Baylor team. 
so he did not he didn't really stand out when it's when I look at Bolden and Wright. I thought those guys, uh, Wright, man, I, I gotta get my notes on Wright. Wright was he he did a really good job, and I, I wanted to get some Wright reminds me of, of, of Robinson. But one of the things I wrote on Wright, man, he has that dog in him, very active, high energy. He knows exactly who he is. And I believe what I, I've seen by the players on defense that we've gotten and the guys that we've brought in on uh, free agency, there's a little bit of a of a mentality that we haven't had, almost that nastiness, mm-hmm. um, talking, active, barking. Like I, I just these young guys, like no one has told them that you can't do this. <laughs> yeah. And I love it. I really, I, I love yeah. right. He's coming in. He is going to replace and impact the way they hope Troy Pry was at from Notre Dame and Keith Taylor that they were hoping, but it's shown in the lack of consistency to show up right can actually cover. He just, again, lacks the speed, but he can cover. He can stay with the hips. Sometimes he's a little, you know, he's so good that he doesn't realize that sometimes he kind of is a little bit lazy. Yeah. But I think he can impact this impact this team. So, and he plays special. It has a huge special teams value. So the thing when I first when I first looked at the undrafted free agents, the biggest thing I noticed is that he, they took they picked up nine defensive guys. So the first thing I thought about was, this is all about trying to get folks that's going to fit what they're trying to do since they're converting to a three four, and and now they took over this roster. And I don't think they're just going to go full bore like move swap, swap people in and out. You can't. You, you can't. You, you got to do it slowly. You have to. But the, the key is they're, they're, they're bringing in their guys. And, they, and some of these guys are going to be project guys. Some of these guys are probably going to make could have the potential to potentially make the team. There's a few guys on here that have the potential to make the team. Let me, look, I, here's, let me just let me cut to it. I like the attitude. Yes. Yeah. Like he got – he. These are these are some of the guys that these are the old Carolina Panthers. Yes, sir. These aren't the choir boys. These aren't the pillars in community. These are <laughs> hey, let's let's get some of these knuckleheads in here, right? Because some of these guys are Cali dudes. Yeah. 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 No. So you I, know we don't know how to act when we come to the <laughs> south now. Yeah, the, so I, going back to Reginald, right? I I like this pick, and we got some cornerbacks that are in trouble. Um, and I think that oh you do yeah, uh, yeah. let me let yeah me, let we me. we got some guys that are in trouble so let, so we're looking at the cornerback position you got J C Horn T J Henderson uh, C J Henderson um, uh, <laughs> Thomas Oliver Stanley the third uh, that's in a cornerback and then um, Action Jackson uh, Keith Taylor and uh, Herb Miller. Um, yeah, it's some guys in trouble. There's a couple of them so, in trouble. So uh, just to, just to start with one, and I this this pain it hurts me to say this because I think you know C.J. Henderson is I think he has all the tools in the world. Coming no, he out doesn't. Of, I, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's cut to the chase. Cut to That's why it's called cut to it. I thought he had it. I thought he, he had it. He, at one point he did. I thought he had it. Yeah. Just, it did not come with him in Carolina. I, it did I don't not. know. If the, I, I don't, thought I saw him in training camp, and I was very optimistic, and I saw him at times in, during the game. The Atlanta game, 
and I don't know what's going on, but it's not working. It's not working. It's well, not. And they just declined his fifth year option. They declined the so fifth year option. Really? Yeah. This morning. Just yep. This morning. Oh, just this morning. This morning. They declined the fifth year option. So, so you, so you know what? It, well, look, we knew. I think we they were declining before this morning. No, well, listen, listen. All we're gonna say is this: they asked Fitter after think, the draft. They asked, they asked Fitter after the draft, and normally he'll just say, "Oh yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna take care of our fifth year option guys." Yeah. And he de- he declined to say either one because it's Derek Brown, and it was him. And oh, the Derek Brown thing, I think is. Uh, but the Derek Brown was a no brainer. Like, well, but see, the Derek Brown, I gotta go back and defend him. I call Derek Brown a dump truck. Right, a, and and what I mean is, a dump truck only goes what, forwards yeah. and backwards. Yeah, that's it. Derrick Brown, when he first got to Carolina under Matt Rule and that defensive scheme, they wanted him to lose weight. They wanted him to go side to side. Yep. And they used the eighth pick for a guy and tried to change and remold him. You can't do that in the National Football League. You. He was the most impactful, penetrating, yeah, yeah, the uh, th- three technique, and now you want him to go side to side. You shouldn't have drafted him if you wanted him to go side to side. You should have drafted a guy to go side to side. Yeah, and so then, so you have him losing weight, you have him playing a different technique than what he was brought in for, and then now he played that technique and he was impactful last year when he got back to when they realized, you know what, we just got to let him play. Let this dump truck go backwards and forwards, not let allowing him to reach and go here. And and I look at Derrick Brown, kind of like how Dave Gellerman let go of Star, and when you let go of Star, how that impacted KK Short. KK was a guy who was the finesse, and Star was the gobble him up. Yep. And then allowed it. And so when KK started to have to take on those double teams, he was a finesse guy. And his body just didn't hold up. And he's in the trenches. So now I got to take on double team. My body's not that tight. And I still got to have the finesse. Too much workload. And they they ran him out of here. They ran him out of here by not preparing. You know, those two guys worked so well together. And when you took it away, the impact on KK and impact on the defense was mind-boggling. Yeah, we talked about that at length oh my when it came to Derrick Brown. Well, I did a whole video about it, um, about how he didn't have necessarily have a running partner. He needed somebody to go beside him, and he did not have him. We brought up that same scenario with Star and, uh, and, and KK, and I think, yeah, DB is going to be just fine. We love DB. Yeah, he's going to um, get his fifth year, yeah, but he's good. CJ will not. CJ it is, it is yeah. official. He will not. CJ, not. CJ's it's, it's in trouble. T- it, it, it is. I, I look at it. So you got JC Horn, Dante Jackson coming off uh, uh, Achilles. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. I, but they're I, fine. I would look at CJ's not going to make it. Keith Taylor isn't going to make it. Stanley isn't going to make it. And there's a lot of corners that we Killers picked up, Steve. man. What? I'm not. No, <laughs> no. I'm. I'm, I'm saying they're not going like to make term, it. Like long term. Like they're not going to make it. Not because. Not because they can't play. They can play. Right. The young guys that they have, have, have just have some different elements to them yeah. that Everett wants to implement when yeah. you look at his defense. His yeah. defense in Denver is active, is high energy, yep. is, is, is my, my personal opinion, is smack talking. Yep. And Stanley, you know, Oliver, he, he kind of – He's a choir boy. 
Yeah. When you look at him and put him against Wright, yeah. Keith Taylor had every opportunity this year. He did, man. He did. And man, there were times it just wasn't happening. Yeah, he was looking I, lost out there. Yeah, man. I, 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 they put him, teams put him on the island and they saw, hey, this is a liability. Let's take advantage of it. And, that's, and because of that, that's why they brought in Josh Norman. Yep. Yep. So I think when you look at these these uh, undrafted guys, yes. they're, they're very similar, right? You got right 6'2", 193, yep. and then you Active, go, yeah, dog. You, yeah, you go to Melton, is 6'2", as well. Dog, uh, yeah, dog. Dog, yeah. So I'll, again, nastiness. S- same notes. Talking, you talking about, hey, they got yeah. rabies. They yeah. foaming at the mouth. <laughs> so I got some of the same notes you had. So I think he got uh, right, excellent size, and got Rich- good length. And Richardson, 6'1", yeah. 90. Yeah, he's a project to me. He's a project, but he's the thing is, but the thing I know is with all three corners, you're talking over six feet. Yeah, you got the length. So yeah, Richardson though needs to work on it. He got exposed a little bit in college. Yeah. Uh, he gained yeah. some weight. He was a, uh, I think, his Monique State. Uh, he he transferred from uh, HBCUs. No, yeah. McNeese. McNeese is yeah. McNeese. He tra- he transferred, added twenty pounds. Seemed fluid at times. Seemed unfluid at times. Yeah. So he 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 was up and down. He struggled. Um. Bolden, though, I like Bolden. He's a hybrid guy uh, from Kent State. I like him. He was yeah. in the top 100 guy. He he fell. But, man, that, hey, that's a, that's a blessing. I think he's going to be a guy uh, really going to – and looking at this, you got uh, Von, Von Bell. Love that pick. Xavier Woods is the quarterback back there, but I think he also – he lacks some things. So I think that's going to be interesting to see how that free safety spot goes. And then you got the nickelback with uh, Jeremy Chin, who's going to yep. be more at the – he's going to be more in the box. And then Eric Rowe, Utah guy, he's Super Bowl winner. He's a guy who can line guys up. He's sneaky, can make some plays. But he's not – I don't think he's going to be a guy out there you're going to hear his name called a lot. He's going to impact the game not on the stat sheet, his ability and his knowledge. Uh, he's going to be a guy that you're really going to see um, that's going to make some plays, but he's not going to get a lot of credit. So what are your thoughts about uh, Cam Peoples? Because I think I think this is a guy – we don't have this type of running back on the roster right no, now. No, we don't. We don't. So he's 6'2", 220. Uh, he, again, I think when you talk about Bryce, you're not going to put Bryce at risk, you know, fourth and one. QB sneaks. I don't, I don't see that happening too often. So you yeah. got to have a guy that can push the pile. Yeah. Um, so I definitely like Peoples. I think he's got uh, – he's a physical guy. Uh, pretty good footwork, good vision. Um, I don't think he's the, as fast as you would imagine. He's not going to break away from anybody. Straight, uh, straight lines. Yeah. So you look at the running back. You got the starters. Uh, Miles Sanders, number one guy. Yep. Chuba Hubbard, the the the, the Canadian. Blackshear really surprised some people. Yeah. I think this is the year Spencer Brown is probably let go because it's going to be a crowded crowded backfield. I think he's really earned playing special teams, if he can do some things on special teams, I, I really believe that, that that's going to be good. But So I can see right now it's going to be Miles Sanders, Hubbard, Blackshear. and I think Blackshear and Peoples. And I can see possibly if Peoples does well, he can maybe leapfrog uh, Chuba, because Chuba sometimes he, he he does well, and then sometimes you're trying to figure out, man, you know, do you need some glasses? 
right? Because sometimes he misses the hole, but then he'll hit, he'll hit a hole that's great. So he's up and down a little yeah. bit. So I think I think Peoples may give him a run for his money. I think that the only thing I'm concerned about with Peoples is he, he doesn't have hands, right? But I think that it's going to hinge upon Miles Sanders. I know we're going to be using him more mm-hmm. uh, in third down and getting him getting those the, swing passes the, to him and whatnot. The key thing about about Peoples too is that he can pass protect. He can pass block. His um, PFF. Oh, Chuba is. He's messed up a little bit. Yeah, and he's, that's and that's going to be key about getting on the field. Yes, right. sir. So that's going to help you more than anything else. So his PFF and, score. And this offense now is heavily on the running backs need to know pass protection, but yep. they also need to be active and really good in catching the ball. So. Can Peoples though? But one thing that he needs to he needs to figure out and he'll learn. He needs to lower. His pad level. level. Yeah. Because he's a tall, hefty back and he runs high. And he he's he's if he doesn't lower his pad level, somebody's <laughs> gonna lower his pad level for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for Cam though. I, I think he's got a good opportunity. Um I think he's one of the guys that could definitely make yeah. a push to make the roster. I, I I'm excited to see how Miles Sanders is used. I know going back to his first year. I mean, all, all kind of uh, catch uh, catches out the backfield. Mm-hmm. I like to see that. I know he talked about that in his introductory press conference with him getting uh, getting the ball on third down in the backfield. I want to see that. I, I really want to see that because we all talked about Christian McCaffrey, right? And yeah. how we we're gonna miss him. And uh, you know, I'm y- y'all know how I feel about. C- I yeah. love C Mac, but I I, I think uh, Miles Sanders will do a, a fine job. Yeah, in, uh, in in his absence. Sneaky guy though that I'm looking at that's really. Some interesting things is a uh, bumper pool. Ah, with a name like that, I don't blame you. Well, his real his, his before he switched his his, his real name was James. <laughs> Did I know that? But his dad wanted to call him Bumper, and Mama said no. So he got uh, he, he got of age and said, "Man, I want to keep Bumper." So he switched it. <laughs> but he asked his mom first, and so he switched it. So that's his legal name is Bumper Pool. Love it. He lacks a little top end speed. He yeah. lacks the burst. But he's always active. The only part that can get him in trouble, but I think it's a great uh, undrafted pickup, is if he doesn't get a key on what's happening, he doesn't have this, the long-range speed to catch up. He's a thinner – I think he's a thinner version of, of how Luke Keekley was able – to impact game. Luke Keekley had the speed. He also had the intelligence. Bumper has the intelligence. I don't think he has the speed necessarily, but he's also, I believe, he's going to be a special teams guy. He he has his special teams value. And the other part, nastiness. Mm. He has that nastiness. All these guys that they either drafted or they brought in has a little bit of nastiness that I believe we've been missing for a, a long time. And 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 Everall and Frank and Thomas, the coordinators, really want their type of players. Meaning, you need to do multiple things, right? And you need to also bring a certain aspect and attitude of the game. And these guys hit it. Yeah, no, I, I one thousand percent agree with that. We've been missing that edge probably since since you left, and, and I, we haven't we haven't had it. So I, I do appreciate them as long as they're able to kind of keep it. You know what I mean, you know, not go too nuts with it, but 
Uh, I think I think I think we're gonna be just fine. And also with going back to bumper pool, I think I he, I know he dealt with some injuries too. Uh, so he's got to make sure he can stay healthy yeah. and uh, remain available. But I think he's gonna be he has a really good opportunity because when you think about the interior linebackers on our roster, you think about Frankie Louvre, who's playing great. Yes, um, I think Louvre, he, he may. He may uh, be. Uh, he may price us out. You know, what I mean, I don't know if we're going to be able to afford him because I just. It's, he's it's playing just, well. He's playing really well. Yeah. And will we be able to retain him? Uh, will he price us out? So it may be an opportunity for him to come in if you know we happen to lose Frankie Louvu. Shaq also getting up there in age. I think Bumper Pool has an excellent, excellent opportunity. Another guy we got to point out. We'd be remiss, Dave, from undrafted free agency standpoint, if we did not talk about Ricky Lee from A and T. Aggie Pride. Aggie Pride. Aggie Pride. Offensive tackle. Our guy. Offensive tackle. Can he block? Can he block? <laughs> yeah, absolutely he can block. Can block, man. Absolutely he can block. Okay. I, I didn't look him up. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, no, it's fair. Don't it's do fair. us like that, it's man. Don't do it like that, man. He could have went to Stanford. I'm not looking him up. <laughs> it don't have nothing to do with the school. Man, I just, I, I nah, try, I try nah, to he, stay out of the, uh, try to stay out of the offensive line. I, I ain't yeah. blocked. All right. I, give I, you a- I ain't blocked nobody <laughs> so, on the DN category, so I don't even know what it looks like. So, so. A&T was in the Big South last season. This is fi- they're the final year playing football in the Big South. They gave up the least sacks in that conference. Okay. So so they, they're they really good at when it comes to protecting the quarterback, even though we played four of them this year. Okay. But we protected he protected the quarterback really well. He also, fun fact, you probably didn't realize this, he played for North Carolina Central. Yeah, he did. Got to give them a little bit of credit. You know, our rival school. He did play for North Carolina Central University for his first two years. Okay. Then the COVID season, then he came, he transferred us as a graduate. So All right. finished at A&T and did pretty well for the Big South for us for those two years. So, yeah, he can. He protected the quarterback pretty well. Played well for Central as well. So, I think it's a good pickup. I think he's got a shot to make the team. We'll see. But, I mean, they also picked up the guard from North Dakota State as well. So Yeah, I mean. It, so, it's going to be tough sledding. Yeah, it's going to be tough sledding for the offensive line. But but we knew, when you think about, considering that the Panthers only had five draft picks after the trade, mm-hmm. and the fact that we knew they were going to revamp their scheme with the 3-4, they were going to focus primarily on defense. So, the 4 Offensive guys that they did pick up, it is going to be rough sledding for those individuals to get on the roster. But I think they all got a shot. We'll see. It's going to get interesting. It will get interesting. I just like the fact that they're putting some attention to it. Uh, yeah, it's been so I long. do. It's been so long. I mean, I did the, we did the numbers, I mean, since like 2008. Like, we lost when we lost Khalil and, and, uh, and Gross. Gross. I mean, we haven't had a consistent offensive line since it, then. Because it's tough, it's tough to look at these offensive linemen in a collegiate level because so many of them are pass blocking. Well, you ain't going to worry about that, Ant. I can promise you that. Well, well, well I'm we, saying – well, I just <laughs> – they're, they're pass blocking so much that run blocking is, is, is so behind. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't really discover that until you get a guy in, in, in yeah. your in your on your team or in your room, and you see where his baseline is. So I I really look at I me mean, looking at this line. You got the starting left tackle Iggy, left guard, uh, left guard um, Brady Christensen, who Brady Christensen was tackle in college, mm-hmm. but he had short arms, and so they had to move him to guard. But he's also a backup. So in, being a backup I means he's a swing. Yep. Yep. So if Chan- if Chandler has the ability to to just play anything or what he did in college, I I would imagine he's probably going to win the guard spot, and then Brady Christian goes back to being a backup where the swing guy where he's going to go where he's needed. Yeah. Because there's times where he shows some good some good stuff, but there's times where he struggles. 
Yeah, and I um, oh my fault. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just gonna think we we also have um, Corbett who's coming off injury, gonna miss some time. Uh, so we could have some uh, we could have uh, an opportunity for him to slide in there as well. So I don't know if he feels more comfortable on the. I know he played left in uh, left guard in college. I don't know if that's where he feels more comfortable. Chandler, I'm, I'm speaking of, but we do have an available opportunity at right. Cade Mays could also feel that as well. Yes. Cade Cade plays center guard. Yeah. Tap well, everybody he's, he's back. Yeah, he's he swing as well. Yep. Yeah, so I think. I just, I, it just feels great, man, to, to sit back and say we have some depth. Uh, it, I'm not too concerned about Corbett missing some time. I, I don't think I've ever said that in the past, what, five, six years as a Panthers fan. So it feels good uh, for them to put some attention to it. You know, um, Bradley Bozeman and I think Corbett is one of the two guys that um, I'd be interested to see how well they play this year. Last year, uh, I think sparingly they did some good things, but I also know they did they, – uh, at times, fail to stay engaged uh, on their on on their defender, and so there are times where um, it wasn't as a it was they didn't block as clean, and so I, I would imagine this year with the with the O line coach, he's more familiar with these guys. He'll be working on that, and I think they got some good good got some good guys in um, in the draft and through free agency um, that we can really sit back, and I believe you're not going to see the benefit today. You're not going to see it tomorrow. I think this is you're going to see the benefit three, four years. A great example when I look at this draft, I look at this draft as the same way, like kind of like a Jerry Hughes. Remember, Jerry Hughes went to Buffalo, and people were kind of like, you know, what is this? How is this going to work out? And Jerry Hughes had been and was a very, a very good player for a very long time, and he was able to play with multiple guys. He enhanced that D-line for the Buffalo Bills for a very long time. A Jonathan Abram, one of those guys where uh, uh, you just, you're going, mm, I'm not sure. Well, as you're trying to figure it out, he's just accumulating sacks. He's accumulating quality play. That's what I look at this draft as. Some people may give it a B plus, C minus. I give it to be determined because these guys, I believe, Mingo can be a pro bowler. Bryce can be a pro bowler. I think Robinson can be a pro. I think he can be a pro bowler. I just think some of these smaller guys on paper have the ability with the right combination of good quality coaches. Line them up in a great position, and they can exceed all of our expectations of sitting at the couch or, the, or on a podcast talking about what we think a player could or cannot be. Yeah, I, I think this is gonna, this is a good draft. Uh, I just, one slight concern, just to push back a little bit, I do think that we're starting to stack together a couple of developmental drafts, right? Last year's draft, developmental guys, guys like Brandon Smith, Amari Barno. We need those guys to start to elevate because you can't stack, when it comes to putting together a team, we can't stack too many developmental but, drafts together. But at the same time, you also got to consider that developmental draft was a different coaching staff. Right. Now, same GM, Agreed. different coaching staff. So we got to see what's going to happen when these guys get into many, more mini camp, more training camp, and they start practicing more and scheming more. Well, well, I, I mean, if because you look, it is it is same general manager, but the general manager general manager responsibility were different. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Right. And when I look at you know using. Uh, Brandon Smith as an example, good athlete, but where does he fit? Exactly. Yep. And they're trying to figure it out, and there were plays where 
he showed glimpses that he's getting it, but he also showed glimpses that he's still working on things. So maybe with the new coaching, the different scheme, he's able to play a little bit different, right? And then there's sometimes, too, people are going to really tell you how good a player is or isn't. A great example is uh, um, Simmons for Arizona Cardinals. Isaiah Isaiah Simmons. Anybody talk about how good of a player and great of an athlete he is? It's not working out the way they thought. Is he an athlete? Yes. But how effective of an athlete is he on impacting the game? And I don't think he's as impact. He's a guy who he's not super fast. He's not super strong. And so they're forced to put him out there, but he really hasn't produced as this athlete that everybody's talking about. Remember yeah. when everybody wanted him? Yeah, yeah. Derrick Brown versus, yeah. There was a lot of debate <laughs> a lot with that. Of but I'll, I'll put, yeah. so with that too, and it goes to coaching, like you're saying, because we've seen Arizona mess that up a couple of times, right? We've saw, seen them mess it up with Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick, they, they played him, him out of position. They played they him out of position, position, right? So I'm hoping, like you're saying, I, and I agree with what you're saying, is that we've got to get these guys in the best position to see. So guys like Brandon Smith, we got to find out where he play, where he's gonna play. Same with Amari Barno, or where he cannot play, or that. Yeah. Sometimes that's even better, is finding out where a guy cannot play, yeah. so you don't put him in that position to be exposed. Yeah, yeah, right. Like a uh, that makes me think of Jamal Adams when he was with the Jets. Right, man, they put him on Gronk, and Gronk ran through him, but yet then he goes to Seattle, and after that they start putting him in a box and seeing how he can impact the game at different levels where they they said, we shouldn't put him here, here's where we put him. And that's that that's that's where you can find a, f- find that niche. Is sometimes having a niche guy can be a good thing and it can be a bad it, it can be at times a bad thing as well. Yeah. I'm hopeful that they'll put it together. I trust the, the good thing about this is we have an excellent coaching staff. Yeah. And I think they're gonna put it together and I trust this coaching staff to make the right decision. So I'm all I'm all on board and I agree with you. I do give it a solid B plus, but I'm also here to wait for it and see. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm all about waiting to see. I'll be patient with everybody deserves this entire coaching staff. And this goes out to Panther Nation. This entire coaching staff deserves some, some leeway, right? Yes. They need some lead time. Let Rinks. them get it together. We don't need to go out and go crazy. If we start losing, let, let them, let them get, get it right, and I think we'll be great over time. If you're happy about the coaching staff, if you're happy about everything they've done so far with the all-star coaching staff, you have to give them grace. I agree with Rashad. I think it's a B plus. You have to give them grace. Give them time to make this work. Because like, we have to appreciate some things. Like, first it was, get at number one at all costs. We get the number one. Why do we give all this stuff to get the number one? Then it was, well, we gotta take this quarterback. And now everybody's fighting over the quarterback. We got our guy now. Unless you like Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, it's your call. Bam, it's your call, but. So give this coaching staff some grace to make this work because we still should be the favorites of the division. I'm standing by that. I'm standing by that. Yes, yes. I'm standing by we, that. We, I know you. I know you. Look, you in the front number, but I'm standing no, by no, that. No, no. I, I, just looking at it. Yeah, I'm standing by that. We we, we were a CJ Henderson two TDs away from winning it last year. Listen, uh, <laughs> I I know we have a better quarterback yep. than Ritter. I don't. I don't. I'm not gonna say that we're better than Carr, be, because no. you gotta also understand Carr's a second round draft pick, right? We also aren't necessarily sure what they're gonna ask of Carr and what he, what's needed out of him. Are we? 
I think we're in a better position than the cash-strapped uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers with their quarterback uh, situation. And then ultimately, um, you know, I, I, I think with the additions of the playmakers and getting rid of some guys who are either free agency or hit, you know, DJ Moore is a $20 million cap hit. $20 million cap hit for a receiver that is not in the top 10 on a consistent level, man, that puts that puts the team and that puts that player, it, it puts a bullseye on them. And that's the going rate for wide receivers. That's not his fault. Yeah. However, at the time that they they the Carolina Panthers were able to get the deal done, that's the going rate. Yep. Yeah. And it's not about can he, is he worth it? That is the market. Yep. And the market dictates the price, not yes. the player, the market. Now the player just can settle for less or hold out and wait for more. It's up to them. I agree. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm with so, you there. I thought we got a deal with them. Personally, we got the deal. So here's here's a cool part, and, and now the draft's over and I can talk about it, is – Scott Fitter and Dan Morgan and all the all the all the scouts, GMs, assistant GMs, those guys did a great job. One of the guys that was really adamant about making that trade, who actually did his own his own um, figuring out how we can do it, and who initiated it all was David Tepper. Wow, David Tepper figured out that this was the cheapest way to move up in a draft. You get $20 million off your books. You get a quarterback that you want and efficient at a lower cost. Yeah. And you don't have to pay for an older guy who you later find out can or can't play, but you're still on the hook for the money. And David Tepper was like, hey guys, this is the best way we can get our guy and be in the driver's seat yeah. Yeah. without having to pay a premium price for a maybe, right? Then what do I mean? Jimmy Garoppolo, paying Jimmy Garoppolo and hoping Jimmy Garoppolo works out is what I'm talking about. Right. Look at Carson Wentz in Indy, what they, they traded for him, they paid him, and it didn't work out. Mm -hmm. And so David Tepper really, he, he had a formula and said, this if we're going to do it, let me work on it. And he did it. And Scott uh, and, and Dan and those guys did an excellent job and moved forward, and they were able to pull it off and get the guy that they want. And I, and I appreciate that because – Listen, we made a couple of mistakes. You know, going to get we did Teddy Bridgewater, right? We had Teddy, who I like. I like Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, too. I just think we were a little impatient there. Got a little impatient, yes. uh, and then you know we go to what Sam Donald. We made that mistake you just mentioned with uh, you know with Jimmy G. Like we could have went that route. We made that mistake a couple times. You know Baker Mayfield. Uh, it, the list goes on, right? And so I appreciate them 
you know, making that trade up to get in the driver's seat, like you said, to control your own destiny, right? You do your evaluation. You feel who you fit, uh, get who you fit thinks, uh, who you think fits the system mm -hmm. and best, you know, is going to implement what you have moving yeah. forward. So I, I love the fact that they did that. Whether it works out, only time will tell. But I appreciate them going out there and being decisive about it. And the thing for me, too, is whenever you have a brand new head coach, typically the quarterback is linked. With Ron Rivera, it was Cam Newton. Mm -hmm. Matt Rule, it was a carousel. Frank Wright is going to be Bryce Young. Mm -hmm. So that's the way it's going to be. And that's what we're going to rock with. And I'm down. And I'm in. Yeah. That's what I'm rocking with. We all in. We in. You Keep pounding. Well, you don't have a choice. <laughs> we don't. We never we, have a choice. We don't. We never have a choice. We don't choice. have a choice. But, I'm not filling out no forms at this point. <laughs> but, but, we can, we can, but we can sit on our couch and complain about it if it don't go well. Yeah, oh, we can. Y'all will surely do that. <laughs> hey, man. Well, this is hey, this is this has been a healthy, um, a very healthy conversation. I loved it. Uh, you know, obviously, when I went on you guys' podcast, I've been holding this in the bag to to um, really it's like, hey, man, if, if we're gonna do a Panthers. Um, podcast after the draft man want to rock with pmp appreciate it man and so uh i appreciate you guys uh so i'm steve smith senior and cut to it rashad from pmp dave from pmp hey appreciate you guys doing that if you if you like it hit subscribe leave a comment and if you don't nobody wants to hear from me all right cut to it cut to it cut to it let's get down to it Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.